everybody on the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We certainly appreciate you being here. Quite the weekend when it comes to Wisconsin sports, huh? Packers get a win, and it was ugly, but it's a win. You're still 3-1. and one. As bad as things were, you're still 3-1. and one. Now, does it cover up the blemishes? No. No, not my world. But uh, you're 3-1. and one. And uh, there were some good aspects of that game yesterday you have to talk about. We'll get into that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, the Brewers, uh, it's just sad uh, that uh, we're – we've said it for a while now. We're just kind of watching the disintegration of this thing as the season winds down. Two games under it, just uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. And then, obviously, the firing of Paul Chris, the Wisconsin Badgers. Chris McIntosh, the athletic director, makes a change and uh, wants to stop the bleeding, if you will. Jim Leonard, the interim head coach, uh, we'll see if he gets the interim tag pulled off eventually or if the program decides to go in another direction. But Jim Leonard getting an opportunity. We're going to hear from both coming up here in just a little bit. Um, in the meantime, I, I want to go back to what Kevin had asked just before the top of the hour, okay? And, and Mike, hang in there. I know you're on hold. I'll get to you. I promise. But he asked some really interesting questions, and one of the questions was, you got to look with inside yourself now if you're the program and if you're an alumni and supporter, what do you want to be, okay? And what what are you happy with, all right? So here's, the, here, here's what I meant by it is you, you cannot have them, those, those thoughts have to be on the same track. Outwardly, Chris McIntosh and everybody in that in that room will say, ultimately, we want a championship. It starts with winning the West, then the Big Ten, and then winning a national title. That's what we want. That's what our goal is. You know what? That's what everybody's goal is. That's what every team that walks into a locker room says. Right? You're not there to say, yeah, you know, I hope we get six wins and, and everybody learns something. No. Not in the world of college athletics, and specifically not in the world of football. When you're in the Big Ten, unless you, of course, you look yourself, you know, you look your uh, alumni in the eye and you say, you know what we're in it for? The money, the money. You're not going to do that either, right? So outwardly, we want to win the West. We want to win the Big Ten. We want to continue to grow the program. We want a national title. Outwardly, that's what you say. Inwardly, actions speak louder than words. What? Are you striving for? Matt LaPay alluded to it. There is Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska. They're all that level. And then there's Ohio State, Michigan, not far behind. Are you striving for that? Are you going to compete with that? That's a state school. It's not like it's not. What makes Ohio State Ohio State? Now you got to think, don't you? It's a state school. What makes Ohio State Ohio State? Tradition? Wisconsin's got tradition. Ah, winning. Winning. Five-star recruit, two-star recruit, three-star recruit, four-star recruit. We got them all. Ohio State's got that tradition of winning. Do they got money? Yeah, they got money. Why? They're a state school. They're in the middle of Columbus, Ohio. 
Okay. So what? Are you just making excuses? At some point, you get what comes first? The five-star recruits or the winning? You win a title, you get more recruits. You are going to have to overwork what Ohio State is doing if you want to ever get to that echelon. What I, and, and that's I, I always ask people. Look, I I'm from there. I get it. Their tradition, their 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 tailgates, their their people, their fans. They're no different than, than Wisconsin fans. They're ardent and passionate, and and they live and die for that. Many people in this area do, but you live and die for it when you have success. The fans demand the program is here. I think Wisconsinites have gotten to the point where you go, eh, we're never going to get there. It's Ohio State. Ah. So we don't demand it. I think you got to demand it. Right? Ben, am I wrong on this? I don't think so necessarily. I think there are building blocks there. You can't just jump up. And yes, you could have that goal, and you'll talk about that as your goal. But there are many things this program and this team has to improve upon before you can even consider that. There also is the fact that the Big Ten West won't exist in two to three years. So whatever improvements you make, because the playoff is going to expand, there won't be the Mm -hmm. West. So you could get into the playoff, but still not be there for Big Ten titles. You have to ask, are the improvements we're making really getting us into that echelon four to five years down the road. I don't want to get ahead of the skis here and say, oh, this coach has to come in and bring the program up to compete with Ohio State. I think first they need to look inward and say, we haven't invested enough in recruiting. We might need to start, like we use NIL for talent retention. We might need to start using it for talent acquisition as time goes on in the portal, in recruiting. and Exactly. Exactly. You are 100% correct, and I don't even know if you were going in that direction or not. What you have to do is where the actions and the rubber meets the road versus the lip service is you got to say, not only are we going to be Ohio State, we are going to try to beat them at their game. We have to invest. You're making all this money. You have to invest more than what they are in being able to say we have to catch up with them. That's what we – it's like having credit card debt. You can make the minimum payment, but the balance gets bigger every month if you're only making the minimum, right? So you find yourself deeper and deeper in the hole. You can spend equal or do just what's necessity of you, what's expected of you, but what you need to do is more of what's expected of you. you got to close the gap, and you're not going to close it in a year or two, or four. You're going to close it in a matter of 10. And and I'm talking about talent acquisition. You're going to have to come up bigger NIL. You're going to have to put more resources into recruiting. You've got to have the right staff in place that once you get those recruits, you've got the right people, the right culture, the right capability in that group to be able to not only school them, but to bring them on as athletes and make them better. So you that you have to be confident in, but you have to if 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 you're telling people we want to win a championship, and then staying the same, you are a liar because it's not working. 
What you have to do is be better than what you are and be better at them at what they're doing to close the gap. Ohio State didn't start out being Ohio State. Alabama didn't start out being Alabama. Alabama was there under Bear Bryant. They went through many years of the downturn, and then they got Nick Saban. They weren't that. They weren't Alabama until Nick Saban came back. And people think Alabama has been this, this massive monster for years. Miami used to be the massive monster. And then Jimmy Johnson left. They had some success. And now they're just Miami. But Miami had tradition, and it was the U. It's only the U, and it's only them when they're them. Why can't Wisconsin be better? All the excuses as to why they can't be. It's not why you can't be. It's why you won't be. And that that's a great point by Kevin, where people have to look themselves in the mirror and say, what do we want the program to be? What are you content with, and what do you what do you strive for? And are those two things on the same path? Because if they're not, then you're lying. And stop lying to people. Just say we're about the money. We're about collecting our our profits. We're about a certain level of income. And we're about just trying to get ourselves to a bowl game. Because then Wisconsin fans can say, you know what? On Saturdays, I'll go about my business. I was there on Saturday, Bill. It was yeah. it was horrible. I couldn't even drink in the stadium to cope with it. Right. I heard you say that earlier today, and which I think is also ridiculous. That's the same thing as back when the NFL used to say we can't go, we can't play in Vegas. Major League Baseball, we can't play in Vegas. In the NBA, we can't play in Vegas. Oh my God, we're we're gonna put we're gonna stand on a, mire, uh, a higher moral ground. Shh, my ass, stop, stop. All the all the goofy politicking rules and regulations of what you are. You don't mind taking money for advertising both uh, as a as a school and or as a, a you know, the Big Ten, but yet you want to say that you're going to stand on a, mile, a higher moral ground? Come on. It's all about the money. You've proven that now. Just end it already. Quit lying to everybody. You know who all that starts with, aside from McIntosh, which is the obvious one? It starts with who they hire, and not only as head coach, but as offensive coordinator. That might be the most interesting part of this process to me. Right. Because if they keep right. Leonard around... The thing that will drive the success of this program, aside from Leonard at the top, is do they actually hire a competent offensive coach that can craft a staff, can craft an offense, can bring good players in, um, someone with experience? Because the Ingram experiment that's been going on, that has not worked. And they brought him yeah. in with no experience because they wanted Caleb Williams. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that uh, any time. Well, you know, you see a guy coming out of. A pro organization, you think, uh, well, he's dealt with people at the highest level. It's going to be easy with college, and we've all seen it's not. It just isn't. Never has been. So I, I, I can, I completely get it. Just it never has been. It's never been an easy, easy transition for many. And hell, Nick Saban tried it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't happen. So, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. Uh, let's get back to it, and uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike. Mike, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Morning, Bill. Hey, really enjoying your program today. I, I wish there was more Badger talk uh, on the radio in this state. We don't get enough of it. <clears throat> now, you know, I've been listening to you guys for the last few minutes. I mean, it, those are all good arguments, uh, but I think the Badger program has to establish themselves, like you said, as winners. One of the things I like about Jim Leonard coming on as the head coach 
is that Wisconsin has always been, you know, the big school for walk-ons. And Jim Leonard is like the epitome of walk-ons. And, and you get, you know, you get you, to compete for these big players, big high-star players, you, know, you're, you are going against programs that, you know, have a clear chance of winning the national championship every year. But these guys who are maybe kind of overlooked good players, walk-on players, I think Jim Leonard would be great in getting them to come to Wisconsin. Listen, we can show you, you know, what you can do here. Look at me, 10 years in the NFL. I think that's one of the reasons why I think he's really great. And then, like, a second point, I think the, the route for the Badgers to make it prominence in college football is through the 25-team playoff. I think they're good enough to make the 25-team playoff or may be good enough at some point soon. And if they can win a couple big games in that and even luck out and somehow, you know, get a Russell Wilson to take them all away, that would – I think that would turn things around completely. That That's all my only point. Okay. No, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks so much. And uh, glad you're enjoying the Badger Chatter today. Um, I agree that you're going to have to hit on a few guys to get you there. Um, now, I want to go over to Mark on the Bud Light live stream. Mark says, this is where you're wrong. Ohio State and Michigan in the 1970s and 80s, they were three yards in a cloud of dust. Then they evolved. Wisconsin has never evolved into today's game. They are stuck in the 70s. That is why Mertz was destined to fail. Um, Well, not wrong. I mean, my original statement was that Ohio State and Michigan were not Ohio State and Michigan until they were Ohio State and Michigan. You got to win. You got to win to get there. And then you become legacy. You become... Respected, you become a higher. You know, Georgia had Herschel Walker. They were running all over people. They were doing it with three yards in a cloud of dust. They went into anonymity for a while. Now they're back. Clemson, they weren't they weren't Dabo Sweeney for a long time. And then Dabo comes on, and then next thing you know, they're Clemson. You know, Texas used to be the team to beat. Texas then went through a lot of turmoil. Texas is now on the upturn. I I agree they're bigger pockets and they're larger fan bases, so to speak. But, you know, UCLA used to be an incredible program. USC, an incredible program. They're not anymore. Now they're trying to bring it back by the hire, by the reinvestment into the NIL, by the reinvestment into their scouting departments. You know, they've had success. They were on the downturn. Why is Wisconsinites, why is Wisconsin so accepting of sub-mediocrity? to say we can't compete. Why? Why can't you compete? All I'm hearing is reasons why we're going to fail, not why we can't get better. That's Chris McIntosh's job. That's what his, I mean, you want to compete in, you want to run Greg Gard out of town. He gets to the tournament and fails. All of a sudden people want Greg Gard out because you expect more. Right? But yet football, it's like, eh, you know, we'll get our eight wins. We're fine with a couple of upsetting losses. We're going to whine and bitch about it. We're going to say we can't compete with Ohio State. We're going to accept wherever we end up. I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong. Go ahead, Ben. Well, I'll play. I'm a pessimist in this way. Um, 
all of the programs you mentioned, they do live on recruiting hotbeds across the country where mm-hmm. improvement is undeniable. Wisconsin has to get better in a lot of areas and commit more to success. Mainly, they have to hire great coaches and get this thing turned around. It's right. hard for me to look at USC and their turnaround and Ohio State and their success and think that is repeatable at Wisconsin because they're in Wisconsin. The recruiting profile is just drastically different. The access to talent is. And you have to succeed before you get that talent. I just like you look at what Lincoln Riley can do at USC. I don't think it's possible, whoever comes into Wisconsin, for them to do that that fast. So it's more of a gradual build where you reestablish identity, you hire great coaches, you recruit better, but not maybe to that level. And then like we saw in 2017 and 2019, you have great teams every couple of years. Maybe I'm a pessimist, but that's how I view it. I, um, something you hit on was they are hotbeds for recruiting. Um, and, and that's something that can be addressed in a whole different facet because, um, you see football and I'm getting a, a different glimpse of it now because, you know, Kristen and I have been together for a few years and I'm getting a chance to see like peewee level football. And the coaching for peewee level football and the parent involvement in peewee level football, it starts there and works its way up. And the programs in the state of Wisconsin, the coaching in the state of Wisconsin, um, when you look at the national rankings and you start to look at some of these teams in the in the states that you discuss, you look at, uh, you know, uh, uh, Louisville, uh, God, Louisville Trinity and you, what they have there and starting to become a powerhouse in that area, and suddenly they're starting to get more and more kids out of Louisville Trinity from the University of Kentucky. You look at what goes on down in Alabama. You look at what goes on in Texas. That's big-time football down there. And I we don't look at it the same here. And maybe that's where some of this starts. I agree. Look, it's it's you got to be able to set up recruiting trails all throughout the country, and you got to have pipelines and such into recruiting in different areas. And sometimes you have to accept uh, not the five star and the four star. You got to get the best of the three stars, and you got to get them to come here, coach them up, elevate them, and get them to believe that they can be five stars as well, and then push them into a situation that they can be successful. And and then the three stars can prove something to the five stars that they can compete on the same level and the same ranking system and be better than them with the right scenario and circumstance around them. Sometimes it's about just building the program and, and trying to then get better and better and better. I agree with you that it might not be the hotbed of recruiting as, say, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Southern Cal, all those places are. Uh, understandable. But we can't just say, okay. And, and, and that seems to be the train of thought. I think the th- for success to have to happen, you have to not accept sub-mediocrity, mediocrity, or just better than. You know, the old adage is, uh, you know, Vince Lombardi, we are chasing perfection, and along the way we're going to catch excellence. That has to be the mantra for Wisconsin. We have to be better. We got to be better than the Ohio States. We got to out Ohio State, Ohio State. If that's your goal, you got to out Ohio State. And and I think that's that has to be the mentality moving forward. I guarantee Jim Leonard in the NFL didn't look at it and go, well, I can only be so good because I came from Wisconsin. That's why you hope some of that mentality rubs off to the guys around him now that he's the head coach. 
877-867-1670. I'm woefully late for a break. Let's step away. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's Quick Trips Packers opening drive sweepstakes. Uh, you can purchase any of uh, Quick Trips fully guaranteed gasoline with a Quick Rewards card, and you're entered. It's that simple. One weekly winner is going to win $10 of gas card for every yard the Packers get on the opening drive. Quick Trip is a proud partner of Packers football, so think about it. A lot of gauge involved if they take it on the one and go all the way into the end zone. That's a big payday for you. So st- there's no reason. I mean, it's 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 good stuff. Stop into your local Quick Trip, get yourself some gas, and possibly win yourself some cash. It's that simple from our friends at Quick Trip, which, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be using them again. Traveling, uh, we leave for Viroqua on Wednesday night. Going to be in Viroqua this week on uh, Wednesday night, thir- excuse me, Thursday and Friday. Coming back into the Milwaukee area on Saturday. And uh, then getting ready for the London game Sunday morning, but uh, yeah, I can't uh, I, I can't say thanks enough to Quick Trip. Not just because they're a sponsor, but my God, I love using them all over the state. Whether it's grabbing one of those little pizza sausage pepperoni wraps or something healthy, they have those cups of fruit, water, the uh, Southern sweet tea, the beer cave. Oh my goodness, the beer cave! So many good things from our friends at Quick Trip. Thanks to them for being a part of the program, big time. Um, 877-867-1670, Um, I, I want you to hear Chris McIntosh and the words that he had stated, uh, yesterday in regards to, um, the, uh, the, the firing of Paul Christ, the state of the program, the direction that they would like to go in, in all of that facet. So I want, I, I want to take a listen to that. Because I think it's relevant, and I also think that uh, the big thing for Wisconsin fan is to, to kind of ask yourself what we've been discussing. Where does this program need to go? You know what I mean? So um, Chris McIntosh, first of all, uh, talks about uh, the team, uh, the meeting, where they told the players that Paul Christ was no longer the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. Take a listen. We had a closed-door meeting uh, with everything, everybody around the program. goes without saying, and I mentioned it earlier, it's a tough day for us all, uh, given how much we all cared for and how much we love Coach Christ. His players are first on that list in terms of how much they care for him. And um, it, was a, it was a tough meeting, and it's one that's, uh, in my mind, going to live in that meeting room. So Chris McIntosh talking about when they called the, uh, the meeting, to tell the players Paul Christ was out. Now he talks about the confidence he has in Jim Leonard as the next head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. You know, we're fortunate to have Jimmy on the staff, uh, that we're in a position that we can entrust this level of uh, responsibility and leadership to somebody like Jimmy. And so uh, I mentioned earlier, I, I mean, I'm confident uh, that there's nobody who can do it better at this moment in time. 
than Jim. And, um, you know, our, our collective focus, everybody around this program and in it, uh, is to try to maximize the season for our team. Why now, as far as the in-season decision to move on from Paul Christ? Here's uh, Chris McIntosh. This isn't a, certainly not a decision that's taken lightly. It's not a game-by-game decision. Uh, this is a decision that's based upon where we're at as a program. You know, I, I think it's important to make a decision when I feel it's r- the right time, given the circumstances of where we're at as a program right now. And so it's a tough time to make a transition, but I felt it was the right time, and, and that's what led me. It, it's the right time. Sometimes it's just a gut feeling. I mean, he, I would have been happy if he just stated that. Sometimes you just look at the program and say, what direction are we going? And you need to make a move. Um, now, I got two more that I want you to hear uh, specifically, okay, because it's what we're talking about. McIntosh talks about this being the first day of the future of the program. Listen to this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's my role to have you know the position of our program always on my mind. You know, I think we just reached a point where today I felt was the right time to make that decision. You know, I mentioned it's not one I take lightly. It's it's an incredibly tough day for us all, but uh, I'm optimistic that uh, today's the first day of the future of this program and of the direction that we'll take it. The first day of the future of this program. I get it. In other words, today is a new day. Everything that's happened in the past is in the past. What we want to do, the direction we want to go, all begins today. We are make, this is Chris McIntosh saying we are making a statement today. Now, what we just talked about, what is the goal of the Wisconsin Badger program when you make a move in firing the head coach? So now what is your goal? Here he is. I would just comment more holistically on on where we're at um the expectations of our program at wisconsin are to win championships and um i felt that it was time it was it was the right time to make a a change uh to pursue those did you hear that for those that weren't paying attention maybe you're driving in your car maybe you got something going on I want you to hear it again. When when asked specifically, what is the goal of the Wisconsin Badger football program? This is what Chris McIntosh had to say. I would just comment more holistically on on where we're at. Um, the expectations of our program at Wisconsin are to win championships, and um, I felt that it was time. It was it was the right time to make a, a change uh, to pursue those. Our expectation is to win championships. Now, it's exactly what I just asked you. Think about it. Is that lip service? Is that what you want to hear? Yeah! Or are they doing everything they can to win championships? To say that, but not act upon it, is nothing more than a lie. To say that and say, 
That's the direction we are going to go. We are going to put our resources. In other words, we're going to spend the money not to build fancy new boxes for all of our supporters so they can drink beer and nobody else in the stadium can. What we're saying is, is we are going to put the resources into recruiting. We're going to put the resources into the coaching staff. We're going to put the resources into the areas necessary outside of the state of Wisconsin and in the state of Wisconsin to draw the best athletes, the best players, the five-star, four-star, best recruits to develop them here in our program to catch Ohio State, track them down, tackle them, and take over to what? Win a championship. Otherwise, you're full of crap. That's honest. I hope uh, I hope that Jim Leonard can lead this team, and that's what it's about, championships. It's not about just salvaging a season and getting to a bowl game and feeling good about it. You have to close the gap. Otherwise, it's lip service. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. continue on and I've uh, been talking a lot about uh, the Wisconsin Badger program early on uh, today and uh, and rightfully so rightfully so because uh, of everything that's happened and uh, we're going to talk a lot of Packers football to come I promise you that no doubt but uh, I I I want to uh, we're going to talk with Eric Baranchek at the top of the hour but I want you before we uh, before we move on I want you to hear from Jim Leonard um because I want you to get a sense, listen. Because we don't listen to him very much, and I'm talking about like you know on the air, so to speak. We still listen to him and things that he has to say in regards to, you know, being a defensive coordinator for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. But now taking over the program, he talks about the emotions of being the new head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. This place means a lot to me. You know, I I really felt like I grew up here. I've talked about this many times. You know, I really became who I am at the University of Wisconsin and in this football program and, and around you know, so many people that, that are still here today. So to have an opportunity to, to be in this position um, is not one that I take lightly and, and, and very excited for. Very mixed emotions at this point. He uh, talks about getting this program back on track. Take a listen. I feel like I can take this opportunity and help this place grow. And, and that's why I came back a number of years ago, and that's why I haven't left. And, and that's the mission that, that I want to continue for with our guys and just getting them to understand the trust, the confidence we have in this group of men, that, that we will get this thing going the right direction, and, and it's going to happen sooner than later. Um, talks about the focus when, um, you know, big picture, picture is one thing. Uh, but in the short term, you know, you, you got to turn to the next week. You've got a game coming up on Saturday. You can start to wrap your arms around the program, but uh, you also have to, uh, along the way, get the, the guys prepared for what's to come, and he talks about that. 
going to be the biggest issue in the short term. You know, in long term, there will be a lot of discussions on, on what we can do differently and what we need to do differently. But but right now, it's how do we control the emotions and, and how do we get our players to compartmentalize being a kid, going home, being a student, um, and then when they're in this building, being able to focus and uh, get prepared to win a game. And last but not least, he says that, uh, you know, after talking to the guys inside that locker room, uh, everybody understands where they're at and what's expected. And now it's it's easy to say we're going to turn it around, but they got to get from point A to point B. We understand that our five-game resume this year is not what we wanted. We have not been playing up to our capabilities. And even before this news, you know, there were some hard conversations that were had today between coaches, players, among the staff on how do we get it corrected. So I think the emotions being very open and real about where we currently are and what can we do to win this coming Saturday. So there you go. That's it. You know what's Um, crazy, Bill? Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Saturday's game is so winnable. Mm -hmm. In the grand scheme of all this chaos that's going on, I think Wisconsin's more than a touchdown favorite at Northwestern because if if you think this Badger team is bad and struggling, I don't think I've seen a worse one than the Wildcats. Now, how? okay, let me ask you this uh, on that level. Going into Evanston, Illinois, has been a craptastic nightmare playing there for whatever reason uh it's not just wisconsin it's other teams that have gone there seemingly with a win in their back pocket only to walk away going what the hell was that it's just a weird atmosphere and the wisconsin badgers while fans do travel the season is not what they wanted so i would imagine not as many fans are going oh gotta go see this one they may not be traveling Northwestern certainly is not collecting uh, a a large fan base at their games. This is going to be a really weird game. That being said, how big of a win is it if Wisconsin gets the win at a place they don't traditionally win in an atmosphere that is just subpar for many, many reasons? How big of a win would it be for them to get a win there? It'll be big because... If they go four and three the rest of the season and still make a bowl game, it maybe makes you feel better about what Leonard can do and what they can do moving forward. I would look at it that if they go and look great and win, that's a big positive. If they look horrible and lose, I don't think it's a huge negative given everything that's going on. So I don't think it's really a a losing situation, if that makes sense, given all the chaos that's going on. But I It'd be big. It would start the Leonard era well, and maybe it gives Leonard confidence he can be the guy, uh, which I think is the best outcome at the end. When you said if they go four and three and they get a bowl game, where are the other three losses coming from? Oh, it could come from everywhere. Maryland's good. They're visiting Madison. They have to visit Nebraska, who's a disaster, but, I mean, so is Wisconsin right now. Mm -hmm. They visit Michigan State, and Michigan State sucks, but... Still, you're visiting Michigan State, and you just fired your head coach. They host Minnesota. Minnesota has a good team. They host Purdue, although they haven't lost to Purdue in 17, 18 years. Purdue is a good team. They could lose every game left on the schedule, but they also could win most of them because the teams aren't that great, but look in the mirror at this team we have in Madison. It's not good either. Who will they not be favored against? It'll start with Michigan State because it's on the road, I think. It'll actually be the first time the Badgers are underdogs against a team not named Ohio State in four years, which is crazy to think about given mm-hmm. what this program's been through. 
They'll be underdogs against Michigan State. They'll be underdogs at Iowa, even though Iowa can't move forward on offense. And I could see them being underdogs against Minnesota at home because the Gophers will probably win the West, and the Badgers, I'm sure, will be in a tough place by that point. I wonder what the jump start is going to mean. The firing of Paul Christ and the hiring of Jim Leonard as the interim head coach. I wonder what the jump. I, I wonder. I wonder if they get the jump start this weekend, and then everything comes crashing back down to earth at Michigan State. Or I wonder if they get the jump start this weekend, and belief becomes we can do this. Different voice, not stale. Different energy upbeat, um, fiery sidelines, that type of thing. Or if it's a one-hit wonder, and let's just say they do lose the, the next three out of seven. Let's just say that happens. Then what do you do at the end of the year with Jim Leonard? I don't think it changes anything, even if they lose every game, because asking him to come in and turn everything around with this seemingly dysfunctional football team that doesn't do much right. I think that's unfair. I don't think that would put a cloud on what he could do in the future. He also is still kind of hampered by the staff Paul Christ has put around. I don't think we should judge Jim Leonard as a head coach until he gets his staff in here, until he rebuilds the offense, until we see him on the recruiting trail. But, and well, see well, wait a minute, wait a minute, though. But you got to make a decision. So... It's easy to say, give Jim Leonard his staff, his coaching you know, group, his recruiting trail. But if he's not the right guy, then again, four more years, you are setting this program back. The, whatever has to be done has to be done improved now. If he doesn't have a successful campaign from here on out, even with the issues that are already plaguing this team, if they're, they aren't, quote, coached up, do you look at Jim Leonard and go, you can't do anything better than, than Paul Chris did? And you fired Paul Chris, then you don't hire Leonard, right? I don't know. That's not how I look at it. I, I just think it's unfair to ask him to go above and beyond with this team right now. Because the problems aren't going to go away. And they're problems that have been there for years. And a lot of them probably you could tie to Chris. Uh, Leonard's always been the next guy. so Right. But my point is, is if you, you fired Chris because it's not good and you're you're failing, you can't then turn around and accept failure and say Jim Leonard... You I, the only reason I and I agree with you normally if you're you're in a pro situation where you can go out and buy free agents and such even though you kind of can now, okay you put Jim Leonard in charge you give him a few years you put a staff around him, but if you don't hit it and you don't hit it right, you are really setting Wisconsin football back. And I'm not I'm not saying Jim Leonard can't that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying what if. That's why I get what you're saying. But I can't upset, I can't accept mediocrity. I I just I I just can't. If Jim Leonard gives me, me mediocrity, then he's got to go too. Mediocrity is not the strive here. Sub mediocrity is not the strive under any circumstance or excuse. What I'm saying is, as a Wisconsin Badger fan, it is time. And if you don't grab it by the horns now and say, damn it, we are going to be better and we are going to catch Ohio State, but right now we got to catch the West and we are going to build upon it, not in not in four years, not in six years, we're going to build upon it now. And if you can't do that now, then what are you doing? Just blow everybody out, get it over with, say we're going to scrub the season and call it, not to say I'm going to forfeit, but just start searching now. Start, And I know they say we're going to conduct a full search, but just say, you know, hey, Jim, 
media, sub-mediocrity or mediocrity is unacceptable. Not going to have it. Today is the day. We are looking at a college football championship. We're not looking at one in the West. We're not looking at one in the Big Ten. We, we have been there. We have failed. We're now looking beyond. And you put pressure on the program, pressure on everybody inside that organization. Because you've already been there, done that. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers beat the Patriots 27-24 in overtime at Lambeau Field in front of over 78,000 fans. Packers linebacker Rashawn Gary knocked quarterback Brian Hoyer out of the game in the first quarter with a concussion. Rashawn was asked how much did he know about the Patriots' rookie third-string quarterback, Bailey Zappi. Um, none. Um, when, he came, when he came in, um, you know, our coaches, of course, did, uh, did their homework and let us know the type of guy he was and... You know, we have yet to play, you know, our standard of ball. So it's still things that we have to correct so we can play our perfect game. And that's what we all trying to do and make sure that we're doing it together. Zappi led the Patriots offense, completing 10 of 15, including a 25-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Parker to take the lead in the third quarter. Zappi, a fourth-round pick out of Western Kentucky. Of course, it was exciting at first. It was a dream come true to play an NFL game. You know, it's obviously not the outcome we wanted at all. First, I give credit to all my teammates. They kept me calm. They kept me you know, getting the nerves out of me. You know, they kept me in my space and cool, calm, and collected. You know, everybody played well tonight. O-line played well. We ran the ball well. You know, it really just comes down to me. I just got to make more plays, and now it comes differently. Patriots linebacker Matthew Judon, who sacked and kept pressure on Aaron Rodgers, praised the performance of Bailey Zappi. Give a huge shout-out to Zappi, man, the way he uh, stepped up in that game. I don't even believe he took that many reps with the ones and the way he played and the poise he had. That's amazing for a rookie. Uh, that's good for our team. And he, he was ready. He stepped up, and he, he did a hell of a job for us. So now Matt LaFleur's got to get his team ready to face the 3-1 and Giants in London after narrowly defeating a Patriots team, missing quarterback Mac Jones and other key starters. They came in shorthanded. They battled. Took us all the way to the end, plus some. And it's never easy winning in this league. And certainly there's a lot of things that we, we need to do better. But bottom line is we, we, came, we found a way. That's Matt LaFleur. Floor. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Yeah, two hours on a Packers Monday of Wisconsin football. We're going to change the topic coming up here up to the top of the hour. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette going to be joining us, and we'll talk with him about this Packers offense, which. Uh, well, first half didn't look good, and it's, for the most part, for the first four games of the season, it had been pretty solid on opening drives, and then after that, we watched it stall. This uh, this particular contest, second half, they came out and started to get into a little bit of a rhythm, and uh, they did enough to win, but it is still concerning. Uh, so we're going to talk, uh, and, and there's one big shout-out I think we have, have somewhat missed in this, um, for as, as bad as you can complain about anything and everything regarding the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yesterday, Mason Crosby hit a game winner. For everybody that wanted to see him run out of town, I just said, hey, you know, I think it's the process. Heard from Mason Crosby prior to the game and at Lambeau, and one of the things was that was stated was 
the process, the guys that uh, Basaccia has brought in, things that have gotten better, um, the process over and over again, the process, the guys regarding the process, it just, it seems like there's a different level of confidence and play there. And I think that goes, we, that's what we talked about last year. It just goes a long way into the psyche and the confidence of Mason Crosby. You could see it when the kick was made. I mean, not even when it went through the uprights. He just turned around like, yes, finally, yes. Woo! Praise me. It's, it's kind of like it just lifted, you know, like, okay, now let's get back to business. So that area, positive. No doubt about it. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Got Eric Brand checking the Green Bay Press Gazette. Going to join us. Break down all the film from yesterday. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.